Runo fifteen of Kalevala, the Land of the Heroes, by Elias Lunrot, translated by William Forsell Kirby, eighteen forty four to nineteen twelve. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. Recording by Expatriate in Bangor, Maine. Runo fifteen, Lemminkainen's recovery and return home. Argument. One day blood begins to trickle from the hairbrush at Lemminkainen's home, and his mother at once perceives that death has overtaken her son. She hastens to Pojola and inquires of Lohi what has become of him. The mistress of Pojola at length tells her on what errand she has sent him, and the son gives her full information of the manner of Lemminkainen's death. Lemminkainen's mother goes with a long rake in her hand under the cataract of Tuoni, and rakes the water till she has found all the fragments of her son's body, which she joins together and succeeds in restoring Lemminkainen to life by charms and magic salves. Lemminkainen then relates how he perished in the river of Tuonela and returns home with his mother. Lemminkainen's tender mother in her home was always thinking, Where has Lemminkainen wandered? Whereabouts is Kauko roaming? for I do not hear him coming from his world-extended journey. Ah, the hapless mother knew not, nor the hapless one imagined, where her own flesh now was floating, where her own blood now was flowing. If he tracked the fur-clad mountains, or among the heaths was roaming, or upon a lake was floating out upon the foaming billows, or in some terrific combat, in the most tremendous tumult, with his legs with blood bespattered, to the knees with blood all crimsoned, Kiliki, the lovely housewife, wandered round and gazed about her, through the home of Lemminkainen and through Kaukomili's homestead. On the comb she looked at evening, on the brush she looked at morning, and at length one day it happened, in the early morning hours, blood from out the comb was oozing, from the brush was gore distilling. Kiliki, the lovely housewife, uttered then the words which follow, Lo, my husband has departed, and my handsome Kauko wandered in a country void of houses, and throughout some trackless desert. Blood from out the comb is oozing, gore is from the brush distilling. Then did Lemminkainen's mother see herself the comb was bleeding, and began to weep with sorrow. Oh, alas, my day is wretched, and my life is most unhappy, for my son has met misfortune and my child all unprotected on an evil day was nurtured on the poor lad came destruction lost his darling lemminkainen from the comb the blood is trickling and the brush with blood is dripping in her hands her skirt she gathered with her arms her dress she lifted and at once commenced her journey hurried on upon her journey mountains thundered neath her footsteps valleys rose and hills were levelled and the high ground sank before her and the low ground rose before her Thus to Pojola she journeyed, asking where her son had wandered, and she asked in words which follow, Tell me, Pojola's old mistress, whither sent you Lemminkainen, whither has my son departed? Lohi, Pojola's old mistress, then replied in words which follow, Of your son I know no tidings, where he went or where he vanished. In his sledge I yoked a stallion, chose him out a fiery courser, Perhaps he sank in ice when rotten, or the frozen lake when driving, or among the wolves has fallen, or some dreadful bear devoured him. Then said Lemminkainen's mother, This indeed is shameless lying, for no wolf would touch my offspring, not a bear touch Lemminkainen. 
wolves he'd crush between his fingers bears with naked hands would master if you will not truly tell me how you treated lemminkainen i the malthouse doors will shatter break the hinges of the sampo then said pohjola's old mistress i have fed the man profusely and i gave him drink in plenty till he was most fully sated in a boat's prow then i placed him that he thus should shoot the rapids but i really cannot tell you what befell the wretched creature in the wildly foaming torrent in the tumult of the whirlpool then said lemminkainen's mother this indeed is shameless lying tell me now the truth exactly make an end of all your lying whither sent you lemminkainen where has kaleva's son perished or most certain death awaits you and you die upon the instant then said pohjola's old mistress now at length i'll tell you truly forth to chase the elks i sent him and to struggle with the monsters and the mighty beasts to bridle and to put the foals in harness then i sent him forth swan hunting seeking for the birds so sacred but i really cannot tell you if misfortune came upon him or what hindrance he encountered not i heard of his returning for the bride that he demanded when he came to woo my daughter then the mother sought the strayed one dreading what mischance had happened like a wolf she tracked the marshes like a bear the waste she traversed like an otter swam the waters badger-like the plain she traversed passed the headlands like a hedgehog like a hare along the lake shores pushed the rocks from out her pathway from the slopes bent down the tree trunks thrust the shrubs beside her pathway from her track she cast the branches long she vainly sought the strayed one long she sought but found him never of her son the trees she questioned for the lost one ever seeking said a tree then sighed a pine tree and an oak made answer wisely i myself have also sorrows for your son i cannot trouble for my lot's indeed a hard one and an evil day awaits me for they split me into splinters and they chop me into faggots in the kiln that i may perish or they fell me in the clearing long she vainly sought the strayed one long she sought but found him never and whene'er she crossed a pathway then she bowed herself before it o thou path whom god created hast thou seen my son pass over hast thou seen my golden apple hast thou seen my staff of silver but the path made answer wisely and it spoke and gave her answer i myself have also sorrows for your son i cannot trouble for my lot's indeed a hard one and an evil day awaits me all the dogs go leaping o'er me and the horsemen gallop o'er me and the shoes walk heavy on me and the heels press hardly on me long she vainly sought the strayed one long she sought but found him never met the moon upon her pathway and before the moon she bowed her golden moon whom god created hast thou seen my son pass by you hast thou seen my golden apple hast thou seen my staff of silver then the moon whom god created made a full and prudent answer i myself have many sorrows for your son i cannot trouble for my lot's indeed a hard one and an evil day awaits me wandering lonely in the night-time in the frost forever shining in the winter keeping vigil but in time of summer waning long she vainly sought the strayed one long she sought but found him never met the sun upon her pathway and before the sun she bowed her o thou sun whom god created hast thou seen my son pass by you hast thou seen my golden apple hast thou seen my staff of silver and the sun knew all about it and the sun made answer plainly there has gone your son unhappy 
he has fallen and has perished down in tuoni's murky river manala's primeval river there in the tremendous cataract where the torrent rushes downward there on tuonela's dark frontier there in manala's deep valleys then did lemminkainen's mother break out suddenly in weeping to the craftsman's forge she wended o thou smith o ilmarinen thou hast worked before and yestreen on this very day o forge me forge a rake with copper handle let the teeth of steel be fashioned teeth in length a hundred fathoms and of fathoms five the handle then the smith e'en ilmarinen he the great primeval craftsman forged a rake with copper handle and the teeth of steel he fashioned teeth in length a hundred fathoms and of fathoms five the handle then did lemminkainen's mother take the mighty rake of iron and she rushed to tuoni's river to the sun her prayer addressing o thou sun whom god created brilliant work of the creator shine an hour with heat excessive shine again with sultry shimmering and again with utmost vigour lull to sleep the race of evil and in manala the strong ones weary out the power of tuoni then the sun whom god created shining work of the creator stooped upon a crooked birch-tree sank upon a crooked alder shone an hour with heat excessive shone again with sultry shimmering and again with utmost vigour lulled to sleep the race of evil and in manala the strong ones slept the young on sword-hilt resting and the old folk's staff supported and the spearmen middle-aged then again he hastened upward sought again the heights of heaven sought again his former station to his first abode soared upward then did lemminkainen's mother take the mighty rake of iron and to seek her son was raking all amid the raging cataract through the fiercely rushing torrent and she raked yet found she nothing then she went and sought him deeper ever deeper in the water stalking deep into the water standing waist-deep in the river thus she sought her son by raking all the length of tuoni's river and she raked against the current once and twice she raked the river and his shirt at length discovered found the shirt of him unhappy and she raked again a third time and she found his hat and stockings found his stockings greatly sorrowing found his hat with heart-wrung anguish then she waded ever deeper down in manala's abysses raked once more along the river raked again across the river and obliquely through the water and at length upon the third time up she drew a lifeless carcass with the mighty rake of iron yet it was no lifeless carcass but the lively lemminkainen he the handsome kaukomeli sticking fast upon the rake prongs sticking by his nameless finger and the toes upon his left foot thus she fished up lemminkainen kaleva's great offspring lifted on the rake all shod with copper to the light above the water yet were many fragments wanting half his head a hand was wanting many other little fragments and his very life was wanting as his mother pondered o'er it thus she spoke while sorely weeping can a man from this be fashioned and a hero new created but by chance a raven heard her and he answered her in this wise no man can from this be fashioned not from what you have discovered for his eyes the powans eaten and the pike has cleft his shoulders cast the man into the water back in tuonela's deep river perhaps a cod may thence be fashioned or a whale from thence developed 
Lemminkainen's mother would not cast her son into the water, but again began her raking with a mighty rake of copper, all through Tuonela's deep river, first along it, then across it, and his head and hand discovered, and the fragments of his backbone. Then she found his ribs in pieces, likewise many other fragments, and her son she pieced together, shaped the lively Lemminkainen. Then the flesh to flesh she fitted, and the bones together fitted, and the joints together jointed, and the veins she pressed together. Then she bound the veins together, all their ends she knit together, and with care their threads she counted, and she spoke the words which follow. Fairest goddess of the blood veins, Swonatar, O fairest woman, lovely weaver of the veinlets, working with thy loom so slender, with the spindle all of copper and the wheel composed of iron, come thou here where thou art needed, hasten hither where I call thee, with a lapful of thy veinlets and beneath thy arm a bundle, thus to bind the veins together and to knit their ends together, where the wounds are gaping widely and where gashes still are open if this is not yet sufficient in the air there sits a maiden in a boat adorned with copper in a boat with stern of scarlet from the air descend o maiden virgin from the midst of heaven row thy boat throughout the veinlets through the joints both forth and backwards through the broken bones o steer thou and throughout the joints when broken bind the veins together firmly lay them in the right position end to end the larger blood veins and the arteries fit together duplicate the smaller blood veins join the ends of smallest veinlets take thou then thy finest needle thread it next with silken fibre sew thou with the finest needle stitch thou with thy tin-made needle sew the ends of veins together bind them with thy silken fibre if this is not yet sufficient help me Yumala eternal harness thou thy foal of swiftness and equip thy mighty courser in thy little sledge then drive thou through the bones and joints o drive thou through the flesh that all is mangled back and forth throughout the veinlets in the flesh the bone then fastened ends of veins knit firm together twixt the bones o fix thou silver fix the veins with gold together where the skin is rent asunder let the skin be brought together where the veins have snapped asunder let the veins be knit together where through wounds the blood has issued let the blood again be flowing where the bones have broke to splinters let the bones be fixed together where the flesh is torn asunder let the flesh be knit together fix it in the right position in its right position fix it bone to bone and flesh to flesh fix joint to joint unite thou firmly thus did lemminkainen's mother form the man and shape the hero to his former life restore him to the form he wore aforetime all the veins had now been counted and their ends were knit together but as yet the man was speechless nor the child to speak was able then she spoke the words which follow and expressed herself in this wise whence shall we obtain an ointment whence obtain the drops of honey that i may anoint the patient and that i may cure his weakness that the man his speech recovers and again his songs is singing o thou bee thou bird of honey king of all the woodland flowerets go thou forth to fetch me honey go thou forth to seek for honey back from metzela's fair meadows tapiola forever cheerful from the cup of many a flower and the plumes of grasses many as an ointment for the patient and to quite restore the sick one 
then the bee the bird so active flew away upon his journey forth to metsola's fair meadows tapiola forever cheerful probed the flowers upon the meadows with his tongue he sucked the honey from the tips of six bright flowers from the plumes of hundred grasses then came buzzing loud and louder rushing on his homeward journey with his wings all steeped in honey and his plumage soaked with nectar then did lemminkainen's mother take from him the magic ointment that she might anoint the patient and she thus might cure his weakness but from this there came no healing and as yet the man was speechless then she spoke the words which follow o thou bee my own dear birdling fly thou in a new direction over nine lakes fly thou quickly till thou reach a lovely island where the land abounds with honey where is Turi's new-built dwelling palvenen's own roofless dwelling there is honey in profusion there is ointment in perfection fit to bind the veins together and to heal the joints completely from the meadow bring this ointment and the salve from out the meadow for upon the wounds thou spread it and anoint the bruises with it then the bee that active hero flew again on whirring pinions and across nine lakes he travelled half across the tenth he travelled on he flew one day a second and at length upon the third day never on the reeds reposing nor upon a leaf reposing came he to the lovely island where the land abounds with honey till he reached a furious torrent and a holy river's whirlpool in this spot was cooked the honey and the ointment was made ready in the little earthen vessels and the pretty little kettles kettles of a thumb size only and a finger-tip would fill them then the bee that active hero gathered honey in the meadow and a little time passed over very little time passed over when he came on whirring pinions coming with his mission finished in his lap six cups he carried seven upon his back he carried brimming o'er with precious ointment with the best of ointment brimming then did lemminkainen's mother salve him with this precious ointment with nine kinds of ointment salved him and ten kinds of magic ointment even yet there came no healing still her toil was unavailing then she spoke the words which follow and expressed herself in this wise o thou bee thou bird aerial fly thou forth again the third time fly thou up aloft to heaven and through nine heavens fly thou swiftly there is honey in abundance in the wood as much as needed which was charmed by the creator by pure Yumala was breathed on when his children he anointed wounded by the powers of evil in the honey dip thy pinions soak thy plumage in the nectar bring me honey on thy pinions in thy mantle from the forest as an ointment for the patient and anoint the bruises with it but the bee the bird of wisdom answered her in words that follow how can i perform thy bidding i a man so small and helpless thou canst rise on high with swiftness fly aloft with easy effort o'er the moon below the daylight and amid the stars of heaven flying wind-like on the first day past the borders of orion on the second day thou soarest even to the great bear's shoulders on the third day soaring higher o'er the seven stars thou risest thence the journey is a short one and the distance very trifling unto Yumala's bright dwelling in the regions of the blessed from the earth the bee rose swiftly on his honeyed wings rose whirring and he soared on rapid pinions on his little wings flew upward swiftly past the moon he hurried past the borders of the sunlight rose upon the great bear's shoulders o'er the seven stars backs rose upward 
flew to the creator's cellars to the halls of the almighty there the drugs were well concocted and the ointment duly tempered in the pots composed of silver or within the golden kettles in the midst they boiled the honey on the sides was sweetest ointment to the southward there was nectar to the northward there was ointment then the bee that bird ariel gathered honey in abundance honey to his heart's contentment and but little time passed over ere the bee again came buzzing humming loudly on his journey in his lap of horns a hundred and a thousand other vessels some of honey some of liquid and the best of all the ointment then did lemminkainen's mother raise it to her mouth and taste it with her tongue the ointment tasted with her greatest care she proved it tis the ointment that i needed and the salve of the almighty used when Yumala the highest the creator heals all suffering then did she anoint the patient that she thus might cure his weakness salve the bones along the fractures and between the joints she salved him salved his head and lower portions rubbed him also in the middle then she spoke the words which follow and expressed herself in this wise rise my son from out thy slumber from thy dreams do thou awaken from this place so full of evil in a resting place unholy from his sleep arose the hero and from out his dreams awakened and at once his speech recovered with his tongue these words he uttered woe's me long have i been sleeping long have i in pain been lying and in peaceful sleep reposing in the deepest slumber sunken then said lemminkainen's mother and expressed herself in this wise longer yet hadst thou been sleeping longer yet hadst thou been resting but for thy unhappy mother and for her in pain who bore thee tell me now my son unhappy tell me that my ears may hear it who to manala has sent thee there to drift in tuoni's river said the lively lemminkainen and he answered thus his mother markahatu he the cowherd untamola's blind old rascal down to manala has sent me there to drift in tuoni's river and he raised a water serpent from the waves a serpent lifted sent it forth to me unhappy but i could not guard against it knowing naught of water evil nor the evils of the reed beds then said lemminkainen's mother mighty man of little foresight boasting to enchant the sorcerers and to ban the sons of lapland knowing naught of water evil nor the evils of the reed beds water snakes are born in water on the waves among the reed beds from the duck's brain springs the serpent in the head of the sea swallow Syoyatar spat in the water cast upon the waves the spittle and the water stretched it lengthwise and the sunlight warmed and softened and the wind arose and tossed it and the water breezes rocked it on the shore the waves they drove it and amid the breakers urged it thus did lemminkainen's mother cause her son with all her efforts to resume his old appearance and ensured that in the future he should even be superior yet more handsome than aforetime and she asked her son thereafter was there anything he needed said the lively lemminkainen there is something greatly needed for my heart is fixed forever and my inclination leads me to the charming maids of poya with their lovely locks unbraided but the dirty-eared old woman has refused to give her daughter till i shoot the duck she asked for and the swan shall capture for her here in tuonela's dark river in the holy river's whirlpool then spoke lemminkainen's mother and she answered him in this wise leave the poor swans unmolested 
leave the ducks a peaceful dwelling here on tuoni's murky river here amid the raging whirlpool best it is to journey homeward with your most unhappy mother praise thou now thy happy future and to yumala be praises that he granted his assistance and has thus to life awaked thee and from tuoni's paths hath led thee and from mana's realms hath brought thee i myself had never conquered and alone had not accomplished but for yumala's compassion and the help of the creator then the lively lemminkainen went at once his journey homeward with his mother she who loved him homeward with the aged woman here i part a while with kauko leave the lively lemminkainen long from out my song i leave him while i quickly change my subject turn my song in new directions and in other furrows labor end of runo 15 recording by expatriate in bangor maine